0: Hello, how's it going? So, hot off the heels of the last podcast where we were talking about exercise is today's episode where we're going to be talking about exercise but more more with a view to how can renal patients practically access exercise that they feel confident about doing. So in today's episode we're talking to Charlene Green who is a consultant physiotherapist um, and she is going to be talking to us about kidney beam um, it's an app that enables patients to access um, specialized exercise and wellness routines that have been specifically tailored um, to renal patients themselves. And in this sense, it's giving them the confidence to carry out these tasks knowing full well they should be capable of doing them, um, and it's not going to aggravate their particular condition. You'll hear as we go through, actually, that to my mind, this app that um, they're working on, Kidney Beam, Takes away a lot of the barriers um, to exercise that um, kidney patients might have. Um, so I hope it's clear to you how excited Caroline and I are by the thought of this app. I mean, everything that Charlene said just sounded absolutely great. One of the most incredible things you'll hear during this interview is just how quickly um, this idea went from being just that an idea to a fully-fledged program. We'll talk a little bit about that. The one thing I want you to keep in mind during this is how much do you think you would pay for this kind of service? You know, if you think um, if we're having access to Gyms that might have classes on that might be around what £20 a month I guess and you could do as many classes as you want. Um, they won't necessarily be tailored or specific to you in any in any real sense. Um, so I want you to just sort of keep that in mind as we go through this. Um, how much would you pay for this? Uh, anyway, that's enough waffling on from me. Uh, so here is Charlene's talk to us about Kidney Beam. Enjoy!
1: I'm Charlene Greenwood and I'm a consultant physiotherapist um, in renal and exercise therapy at King's College Hospital in London. Um, I'm also the president of the British Renal Society um, and quite um, involved with the UK Kidney Research Consortium. So I'm part of the steering group for that, but also part of the exercise and lifestyle clinical study group. Uh, and what I'm working on at the moment, and hopefully I can talk to you a bit about today, is kidney beam, or it's uh, part of um, beam, which is for different health conditions. So it's beam for kidney disease, but we're affectionately calling it kidney beam in, in, in our community.
0: That's nice. I think that's a really... It's good, beam good I really, to Yeah, I really like that. So I was, um, I was talking to Sandra Curry. Uh, from Kidney Research UK uh, last week and she was telling me about how quickly things have gone for you so I wondered if you wanted to talk about that a little bit.
1: Yes absolutely so um, I literally it's it's probably only about two and a half months ago now Um, I was working on the front line, uh, so working in one of the renal wards, uh, which was our renal COVID ward, and um, we had had to stop. So we run a renal rehabilitation program at King's. It's one of the few that run as a commissioned service uh, in the UK. And we had to close down all of our outpatient um, appointments and our outpatient classes. So I wasn't seeing any of our usual people that we would see to come in and do exercise. But also, I was witnessing some really, really um, um, dehabilitated patients who had um, either been a step down from ITU um, or had come in uh, with COVID. And um, I was having a conversation with another physio and saying, you know, what am I going to do? How am I going to get to uh, my patients, but also, what about all of the other patients at the moment who are shielding and are stuck at home they 're not going out um, and so they 're not moving um, i 'd heard a lot of stories about people following baking channels and eating lots of different new foods and um, and also just the impact in terms of people 's mental health, how they were feeling being at home, and being anxious. Um, So I I had a conversation with this physio and I said, you know, I'd love to do something online with these patients. And she said to me, oh, well, you know, you should speak to Pam from Beam, uh, because she's developed an online program for cystic fibrosis patients. And I used to work with Pam um, at King's when I was a junior, so I got in touch with her about what the program involved and how we could do it for kidney disease. Um, and then I suddenly thought to myself, gosh, now I'm stuck with a, uh, an idea and how am I gonna get this funded? And actually I don't want it funded for next year. I want it funded to help patients you know, right now. Um, so I had a conversation with Sandra Curry from Kidney Research UK and she was amazing. I think we had a conversation over a weekend and she organized a rapid funding um, application bid that uh, by the Tuesday we had an agree- an agreement for the funding and were able to start building the platform and uh, organizing instructors and how we were gonna get the message out to patients. So I think from that conversation to it being launched was only six weeks and I don't think I've ever been involved in something that's happened that quickly before.
0: That's insane, I mean, I mean you normally, sorry, Caroline, you normally spend six weeks writing the grant. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah i was i was just going to agree that the one thing that covid has done is it has really expedited so many things that otherwise would just take such a prohibitively long time so it's great that you've been able to do that and, and turn it around so quickly amazing
1: yeah so it felt really it felt like the right thing to uh to do and something that was very needed at the moment so mm. um, Yeah, it's been a wonderful experience, actually. And for me, it's been one of the real positives that have come out of COVID. And like you say, the red tape that usually is involved in doing these things has Mm. not been there. And it's been really refreshing, actually, to Mm. be able to get on and do things that you know are going to be helpful.
0: Mm. It's it's awesome. and So um, this podcast will be coming out in series after an interview I did with um, Tom Wilkinson. Yeah. Uh, and a student that works with them called Catherine Memory. And one of the things we are sort of talking about there, so Caroline, Tom works on on looking at, like, the effects of sport and exercise in uh, transplant patients and how oh, exercise sort of helped them along.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but what's crazy about this field is that, like, you know, the journey from bench to bedside sort of thing is so quick. And, like, so what what will you be hoping to do in this sort of pilot period to sort of look at what the good things and the bad things are, and, and how quickly do you think you can sort of change it up?
1: So, um, yeah, so the pilot goes now until the end of November. Um, so it's completely free for everybody to uh, join up and uh, come and have a look and come and do some classes with us. Um, what we're hoping to do in this period is to really look at the usability. So um, see how patients... Uh, um, carers, other healthcare professionals, because it's open to everybody, what their experiences are in terms of coming onto the platform, what it is that they like, what they don't like, what they would like more of, Um, but also having a look at some of the demographics data, so are we reaching people across the UK, are we, are we um, reaching all of the different parts of the kidney disease journey? So um, is, it, is it something that people on hemodialysis enjoy and transplant and gen-neth? Um, or are we appealing to one group more in particular? So I think this is really the usability, feasibility period of time. And then we are looking to, already looking at the funding uh, to run this for a further year. And um, and gather some quite hard evidence in terms of some health economics data, and look at whether we could end up having this commission at the end of that year. Mm. Um, Because I think if you look at what you know, we don't have very many renal physios around the country, and um, there are very few opportunities for patients to come in and exercise in centre. And actually. This is a very lean option in terms of commissioning mm. to, be able to reach you know such a wide demographic of patients um, of course, there is the one thing which we 're collecting as well at the moment is people who are not able to get on to, to the technology either because mm. they don't have it or because it 's too complex and they um, you know they're just not able to use it um, and that would be something that's very um, something very important that i would like to make sure that we are then working with charities etc and how we can improve that experience for people um because surely still even just buying a tablet for mm. a patient to be able to use this would still be cheaper than mm. transporting
2: great it
0: investment
2: yeah amazing and then charlene can i ask um if you don't mind carl um just um no, I just wanted to know what your model patient would be like who's your typical patient that this would be perfect for or an example
1: oh I think that's a good question because actually I I don't think there is a model patient so um if I was to say the answer to what I always say for my renal rehab classes which we run at King's is that I think it's more a case of it there's very few people that it wouldn't be suitable for Mm. Um, so unfortunately we don't have subtitles at the moment and if you were visually impaired it would be a very difficult thing to yeah, you know, yeah. Do. but you know even that we were thinking you know it's interesting we're doing a podcast now but having listening content on it as we move forwards yeah in terms of uh you know possibly walking exercises or something where people are able to listen would even be a way to help with that but mm. I think um I think exercise or I actually I, I'm not that mad on the term exercise because I think it puts people off but movement and okay. also you know the platform offers a lot in terms of emotional well-being as well and we're mm-hmm. hoping to really expand on that we're hoping to bring in some art therapy um, or some art classes and some mindfulness and just some breathing exercises so I'm hoping that it would appeal to most people actually Mm. do
2: you have any real targets in terms of people you think are most in need of this sort of thing from your perspective and people who would be especially useful for i mean given that clearly it's something that we should engage everyone in from an early stage um do you have any any particular populations within the renal world that you would like to reach with this that you feel are really under um underrepresented or, or um don't have the help they require
1: yeah, so um, again, if I was, I, I could say that, yeah, we're trying to, trying to reach everybody and we are, yeah. but there are, of course, some specific groups where this will be very helpful for. Um, I'm very keen to look at prehab. Uh, so looking at, uh, especially at the moment, we've got a lot of kidney patients who are on a transplant waiting list and mm. are less fit than they were when they went on the list because they've been shielding at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, prehab has been done in other conditions um, a little bit. So cardiac and cancer. Um, but I think that would be a brilliant thing that we would be able to, to offer.
2: Yeah, that's uh, new to me actually, that term. I love that term. I've not uh, heard it before. Isn't that terrible?
1: Yeah, prehab. prehab. It's
2: brilliant. I'm gonna remember that. Thank yeah. you.
1: And I think, you know, prehab in terms of a kidney transplant, but also prehab in terms of going on to dialysis. Mm. Uh, so we know that during the um, first year of dialysis, you, you lose a lot of muscle strength, you lose a lot of functional uh, ability. So actually improving your physical and mental health prior to, you know, mm. going to dialysis or having a kidney transplant just seems like a no brainer to me, really. Mm. Um, so I would like to, um, I've had some really interesting conversations already with the, um, UK kidney, um, Oh, I always get this wrong. donor and organ transplant research network. I've probably said that wrong because it's uh, quite a difficult act. We
2: know what you mean. We know what you mean.
1: <laughs> but, um, just in terms of looking at that, uh, and, and offering. Yeah. I think and I,
2: I guess maybe. Um, do you have any? Um, uh, would you would you have people who are living donors on your program? Would that be appropriate as well? You know,
1: absolutely. I think um, one of the things that we know about these types of programs, and we want, we run a, a weight management program at Kings as well. And one of the things mm. we've really found is that having all of the family involved. So whether they're like you say a, a kidney donor, so um, mm. just in terms of having other um, relatives from, um, you know, people who are living with the condition means that people stay more engaged. Mm. They're much more likely to stay engaged with doing, you know, good eating habits, good physical activity habits, if they've got other people joining them. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. I, I think they should definitely be open to more than just, uh, you know, people actually living with the condition.
2: Mm. Yeah. Thanks, Shanine, That's really interesting.
0: I think it sounds to me that um as, as important as any any other bit of it whether you label it exercise or mindfulness or whatever it sounds like you're just giving people space and time mm. that actually if it's been prescribed to you by whoever that you need to do this it's much easier to put that in your diary it's a sacred time in there mm. that's like look i've i'm being told by a doctor to do this so i'm going to make an hour to myself and maybe you do start off gentle depends on on where you're at maybe it's more of the sort of walking and listening to something something nice while you walk well that sounds awesome and I I really liked when you were talking about trying to make it accessible to different um different people partially because that's that's why we started the um the podcast Mm -hmm. thinking if you were a new renal patient and what you get offered depending on your condition sort of three or four pamphlets and told to go home well you might not be a reader. You might not be able to read, you know, mm-hmm. any, any, or you just might not be the type of person who absorbs information by reading, but you might well listen while you're mowing the lawn or, or, you know, doing, doing something else. So that is, that's really what we're trying to do. So I really like, I really like that aspect of it.
2: I think there's a whole market for new ways of, of absorbing information now with the podcasts, and, you know, people now jog listening to audiobooks and all sorts. So there's all these ways of, um, getting the information across, there's so much more, um, yeah, everything's so much more accessible these days, isn't it? If you've got the right technology, as you importantly said, um, so hard to give people the right access. Um, it, 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 definitely, it's really important.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think actually uh, so much is done on podcasts now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it seems to be the absolute way of, of getting information. I think we probably are yeah. a bit better actually because you know we can do it in our own time sometimes sitting down and reading information it it doesn't happen does it so uh, no i completely agree with you we'll definitely look at that for kidney beam i might have to come back to you for some tips of how to how to do it
2: (laughs) carl is the expert
0: definitely (laughs) well learning learning
2: you've got Um, me really into podcasts i listen to them all the time now i love it great brilliant (laughs)
0: um I wanted to dig down a little bit into like your, your day job and what sort of particular challenges kidney patients of any description might face, um, and, and how a physiotherapist can help.
1: Yeah. So like I say, there's not that many of us in terms of, you know, renal physiotherapists. There's a few of us and there's, um, there's quite a lot of renal um, scientists and that who are, you know, looking at exercise. Uh, But in terms of um, physiotherapy, so we've got quite a big team of teams and um, you know, we've been operating for more than about 15 years now as a service. And I think, you know, it's something which I've been really passionate about seeing more in other units in the country because our patients that come in Are often, you know, depending on which clinic they're coming into, there are lots of different barriers as to why people feel they're not able to exercise. Um, You know, they may feel that um, they're unwell, and the last thing you want to do when you're unwell is to exercise. So, not even realizing that by exercising or moving, you can feel better, even though you do have a long term health condition. Um, But also, things like, um, you know, patients who've had a kidney transplant sometimes they are just so petrified about damaging that kidney and not having anybody tell them exactly what it is that they can do, exercise, mm. It's really difficult. And it means that people don't get the opportunity to get back to that fitness level that they had pre, you know, pre-kidney disease. Mm. Um, and they should be able to. It's so important, and I, I can't believe we don't have more physios involved in you know in in renal clinics because any other clinic where you know, long-term conditions cancer you know cardiac they, physios are in every one of those clinics
2: yeah yeah yeah
1: it does feel a little bit of a like a forgotten long-term condition in terms of um having that input
2: so but why do you think that is why, why historically do you feel like that we're behind the curve on that
1: i think um it's traditionally been uh, done in a lot of those other conditions. So pulmonary yeah. rehab and cardiac rehab mm. have been going for quite a long time. When I came into this, which is uh, it's quite a long time ago now, um, I modeled renal rehab on what I felt were the bits that I, I, I thought were good for kidney patients from cardiac rehab, pulmonary rehab, that type of thing. Um, but in terms of getting anything commissioned, um, it's, it, we were just hitting that time where you needed the massive, big, randomised controlled trial evidence mm. to be able to get anything commissioned. And that was quite unfair in terms of there is so much which is commissioned, which mm. is traditionally commissioned, mm. which has less evidence available than this does. But it just happens to be the case that so we've been doing lots of studies might have heard we've we've just finished the pedal study and we've been doing some studies in in kidney transplant patients and uh, the evidence is is gathering but we know mm-hmm. it's good. we know it's good for you to yeah, i mean
2: it's a no-brainer really isn't it
1: it is yeah. I think it's more of an excuse. Not
2: rocket science
1: it's an excuse to not commission as opposed yes
2: to, uh, oh, it's so frustrating though as you say yeah
0: but I, but I think if you just give people the confidence to say look give it a go And you can easily give a caveat to that, like, look, if if you're really knackered and blowing or or whatever, you know, stop, have a breather, carry you know, just go at your own pace. And that whole thing of, I don't know, I think a lot of the apps that are out there now are great for it, that you're only ever competing with yourself, Yeah. go for a walk. And then next time, just go for the walk and see if you're a bit faster or if you do it in the same time, but sort of recover quicker after, you know, just whatever your own personal metric is. Don't worry that, you know, Mo Farah's running 10k in half an hour. That's fine. He doesn't weigh as much as me. If mean, if I gave him the backpack to make him weigh 17 stone, we'd see who wins. Then Mo, I stand by that. Uh, yeah. He
2: does have a bit of an advantage there, doesn't he? He does. fellow must Barry be very thin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um But, you know, Charlene, I I think it's really interesting because, you know, obviously we've talked a bit before about me coming from the pediatric perspective. And we have so many patients that would absolutely 100 percent benefit from having those um, that that help with maintaining healthy, active lifestyle. Because, you know, so many of our patients have been ill since such young ages and we see that they're they become entrenched in bad habits related to having been chronically ill. And you just feel if you could get that support in there really dedicated to children who particularly have weight problems and have uh, become inactive as a result of that coupled with their kidney disease, it would just be life changing for them. And we feel that we, 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 we don't have the means within the, within the NHS to provide that to the level that we feel that we need, you know, but I really feel that from the pediatric end we've got so many patients that i can think of even now that would benefit from um a dedicated program of physio exercise dietetics obviously we have a number of those people within our team but none that can focus solely around well-being and uh, and that really
0: yeah um
2: in a way that that um is sustainable you know it's all it's yeah it'd be, i think this program would be perfect for our patients yeah. if we could manage to make it kid friendly as you say
1: yeah, well, I've, I've already, like, you know, we've got Kidney Beam. I was already thinking, you know, Kidney Kids.
2: Yeah, it'd be amazing.
1: I'd just be a fab, um, you know, adjunct to, to the main programme. Uh, make it really fun. Do, mm. some playing, do some, you know, some good challenges.
2: You could um, just grab Joe Wicks, drop him a line. So say, and, you say he's
0: stopped doing this daily. <laughs> but in terms of what you're saying about getting the family involved, you know, just have a YouTube channel attached to your app. yeah. Yeah. yeah, the family involved in these because he did
2: really you know he was just in his living room and he he seemed to engage the whole world of children <laughs> while they were in lockdown so you know it's definitely something it's that's
1: something that I think we could do and do really well yeah. mm. um, but we what I don't want to do is I don't want to do it in uh uh I think we had a bit of a conversation uh, Caroline about you know whether we could um put children onto the program we've got at yeah. the moment yeah. And, um, although, you know, a, a parent can definitely sign up and a child can do that alongside them. You know, I really think that doing this properly for children is yeah. the way to motivate and engage them. Um, oh, absolutely.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean,
1: one of the things which is, you know, and the reasons I went to my friend Pam from being to do this, was there is a lot of behavior change built into the program. Mm. so you know you get email reminders you get um you know questions asking you how you're feeling um it you know it puts things in your diary so that you you you're able to know it's coming up it sends you a, a, a reminder, an hour before to say don't forget your class is coming up yeah
2: perfect because you just yeah it's yeah. really those,
1: good those things are so important but mm. you know, for uh, a child mm. it would need to work in a different way you know how do we capture their attention how do we remind them so I think I think that's why it needs to be quite specific for for children
2: and you probably you know you just you need very motivated families and parents and as you say getting everyone on board is so important particularly for the children for the for the pediatric group Um, Yeah. yeah
1: yeah I think you know we could because the main product of it's already there, it's actually it would be quite a lean way to do it. It wouldn't cost very much. So I think mm. you know I'm hoping that there's going to be a grant application that comes up uh, from a, just a very small one through the BRS uh, Kidney Care UK, um, mm. and you know something like this would be perfect to for mm. to be that um, because you know the product itself's already there, but it needs to have the tweets. And um, so yeah, I would I'd love to look at doing something
2: like that to get it up and going and then charlene i obviously came across you on twitter because i've got very into twitter recently i'm just enjoying it i'm quite addicted um and it's just such a source of so much useful information from the work perspective um and i i just i never realized it's really opened my eyes to lots of different things um how else have you been kind of trying to reach out to the renal world um i'm just wondering how you how you've um advertised really if you like yeah how you're getting the message out
1: so yeah so marketing's been a really big thing actually with this because um it's been about trying to like you say reach everybody not everyone's on twitter
2: yeah 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 definitely
1: you know it's gone out through lots of different social media so twitter facebook instagram um but we are just actually it's going out today um we are sending out hard copies of posters and flyers to every unit Across the UK. Oh, yeah, that would be good. So, that will go to the same person who um, helps to deliver the Prem from the renal registry. Okay. So, um, hopefully, we can get those posters up. Um, you know, I know not that many patients are coming in for appointments, some of them are, and they're certainly coming mm. in for dialysis. Um, but it's as much about letting um, our colleagues know as well. So, um, yeah. the other healthcare professionals that this is available and you know, you know, tell your patients about it. Um, so, um, and then we're also going to send out some digital copies. So, um, I think a lot of healthcare professionals are doing virtual appointments at the moment. Mm. So this is a great way of just being able to like give a patient, a a, a digital copy of a flyer, which has got mm. all the information on it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're doing that. It's, there's a press release has gone out this week. Um, right. so, we will get it into a, a, a bit of the sort of the press. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm just passionate. We try and reach as many people as possible because yeah. it's free, and it's that's a lovely opportunity to to do yeah. something nice.
0: At the Sorry, did, did you say it was free?
1: It is free.
0: Yeah. That is that is crazy because I was literally that was literally going to be my next question. Is right and completely sold. This sounds awesome. We're going uh, to do so it. Coming, Yeah, coming up with a figure <laughs> in my head of like what would I be willing to pay a month for this. So it's free that's that's mad
1: yeah. yeah so it's it's absolutely free until the end of november so um and that's uh through the help of kidney research uk and um kings and beam who have you know put in a lot of resource to get to get it to this point um, but then we're working hard already so with kidney research uk and looking at some of the other charities in terms of the the onward funding because what i don't want to happen is that there is a, a, an end point to this where it's suddenly you've got to pay for it yeah. So it's our job now to find the funding to make it a seamless continuation from November onwards, so patients aren't interrupted if they're engaged in the platform.
0: I think the thing is, is that there's already enough barriers to providing the time to yourself and making yeah. time for exercise that if you, you know, you could have the greatest approach in the world and this, this approach does sound great, but if you put money, it's just an extra psychological barrier that mm. we don't need. Um, that's awesome um, and such a great investment from the charity's perspective as well in terms of you know the amount of people you could help for the amount of money it's, yeah. it's a no-brainer yeah. for me
2: no definitely
1: it's been fantastic and they've uh, they've been amazing their marketing team and their comms team and everybody i think um Sandra was, was talking to me about it and just saying how it was a, actually a really lovely thing for the charity to do as well they all felt like it was a really positive thing we're at quite a difficult time for charities as well so it felt like a really positive thing to be concentrating on from their end uh, so it's been great yeah it's been lovely to work together with them
0: uh, sorry i was just gonna say i think it's i think what's i think what's particularly good about it as well is that you know obviously the charities are expecting a massive drop off uh, you know big effects of, of, of their funding streams after this covid19 And what can be tricky is engaging non-scientists with the work that the charity is funding. So, you know, from the lab's perspective, we could put in a great proteomic scan to look for new um, molecular pathways that will target a drug. Great. And obviously it has its place. It doesn't grab the public imagination in quite the same way because you can't, in a quick snapshot to a non-scientist, or it's very difficult to... really show them what it's all about and what the benefit is whereas this is like look we're kidney research uk we need money to do things this is the kind of thing we do and it's a you know it's an exercise app to make people get healthier and feel better i mean it's that it's that simple so in terms of generating more funding i think it's it's brilliant
1: and hopefully that will like you say will then help with the investment into all of the other really important research that's gonna need to be done you know around covid but also you know the pre-covid work um yeah it's it's going to be a hard time for charities so anything like this that can help i think is going to be brilliant
2: and i guess you know new story yeah no definitely and just with um with COVID, I think it's even more relevant because people have been so sedentary and inactive. A lot of, a lot of lockdown, or certainly a lot of people have been, haven't they? I mean, it's definitely polarised people. Either you've gone out and you've done a lot of exercise and tried to use the time to get really fit, or you've you've gone completely in the opposite direction. I imagine if you you've got chronic ill health, um, yeah, then the, the, particularly in the shielded groups. Yeah, there's a there's a real need to um, boost activity levels generally at this sort of at, at this stage of the pandemic, really, because people have been locked down for a little while too long.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and I think the the other thing which is really important is, you know, how do we support the people who've had COVID?
2: Yeah, As, of course.
1: So we've had a you know a lot of hospital mm. patients with kidney disease, and um, you know we're we're hoping to be able to offer more support along those lines. Um, i 've been um, uh, liaising and collaborating with uh, Chris Brightling with the post hospital COVID study, um, so we 're hoping that kidney B may be able to help you know add in that element for for kidney patients um, mm. so that 's something we would love to be able to develop further, um, so the support around that um you know they've got the NHS app that's just come out but mm. I think mean, there needs to be some good links in between those those apps mm. um, and you're able to tailor you know specifically to your disease as well mm. um because we know I mean I know from talking to my kidney patients that they don't want to just go on to a generic program they want yeah. they want to know that what they're going on to has been um been okayed by by kidney specialists but it's also that it's been designed with them in mind and you know that they feel that they can trust it so i think there's definitely a space for doing that uh, in, in the post-covid patients as well
2: yeah it's definitely not a one-size-all fits no. situation doesn't feel like that mm-hmm. is anywhere else in the world doing something similar charlene
1: uh, not not that not like this actually so there are some and um, there have been some like youtube videos and and things which have been produced over time so I'm not going to say this is the only online thing there is out there but Hmm. there is not a program like this which Hmm. has all of the behavior change um in it and um is as as far reaching as Hmm. this so um it's been really exciting I mean we've already had lots of people um talking to us about doing their research studies through the platform so looking at online uh, interventions and doing it uh, through the platform, um, but also other countries. So we're going to have a conversation uh, next week with ca- uh, some colleagues in Canada about whether this could be something that they would, you know, be able to use out in Canada. Uh, so at the moment, it's free to everybody across across the world. So you can be you can sign in from anywhere and get this for free. Um, but you know, after November, it, it will obviously have to be funded depending on where you are. Um, so, yeah, I think there's lots of potential. But, yeah, as far as I know, it's the first one of its kind, and it's, it's created a lot of excitement, you know, in other countries as well, which has been great.
0: I think it's, inc- I think it's incredible. Can um, I ask another question? Sorry, sorry Carl. Can I, no. so,
2: I'm totally on a roll here. I'm really no, sorry. Good. I promise I'll stop talking. I've no, had good. way too much no, coffee. No worries. Um, it was really a quick one about do you have um, separate uh, programs within oh. your kidney beam for dialysis, transplant? Um, You know, you said prehab already. Do you, could you provide a, a couple more examples of specific programs that you'd have for particular um, p- domains of CKD or areas within?
1: So um, it's almost like I primed you for that question and I haven't. Um, it
2: suddenly came to me.
1: It's something we're developing at the moment. So we've been working at getting our content onto the platform. Uh, so, um, all our live classes obviously have to be live classes to then be on demand classes. Mm. Uh, but we're also filming some specific content. So we're very close now to bringing out a dialysis specific exercise, um, series, which you can do on demand during dialysis. Mm. Um, we, like I said, we love to do the prehab. So we're looking at that. Um, but there is also, um, so we offer other specialities. So Pilates and yoga. And so I teach Pilates on beam um, and, you know, just listening to patients' feedback. Um, mm. One of the patients said to me, oh, you've converted me to Pilates, um, but I don't like getting down onto the mat. So I said, well, that's just, you know, that's brilliant. I can record a couple of mini series, one Pilates and standing and one Pilates and sitting. And, um, so if we can package those up, then, you know, you can know that you're going on mm. and finding a program that is something you want to do. So I think, yeah, lots of potential to, to package these up and, and even sometimes to take the same types of, of um, videos, but mm. package them for different people mm. and spin to it. But, you know, we know if something feels particular to us, we're much more likely to want to be engaged with it. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think... Uh, it's a great question because I think we're working on that at the moment.
2: Good. Oh, thanks for thanks for answering it.
0: I'm just really excited by this app. I think it's really, really cool. Yeah, it's so
2: really had, cool.
0: I'd say you've had probably the most productive lockdown <laughs> I've heard of. Um, yeah, I think you have. Yeah. So well done.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I'm chuffed to hear that. I wasn't expecting it to be quite so productive at the beginning of lockdown, but it's been a, um, yeah, it's been a, a really epic journey, actually, to go on. Something I never thought I was going to get involved in. And, uh, yeah, it's been really good fun, actually. Lots of fun doing it. Oh.
0: Oh, that's, it's incredible. Did you know um, that um, Beamify has become a term that Kidney Research UK use internally? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh something along these lines
0: I think um, it's when they want to do so, get something done yeah, just get it done yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good yeah. it's good though and like you say the, the whole red tape and stuff it just shows if you really need to get it done you can get it done and it's a great lesson for the charity to learn I mean I don't mm. I don't blame Sandra or any individual but I think sometimes big organizations especially when they have such a responsibility to the people who are giving them the money to make sure it's spent in you know a good way and you know calculated risks mm-hmm. and you know what are the benefits going to be I understand why they go through all that sort of motions of due diligence and checking all that and that's mm-hmm. but it's great that actually sometimes they can sort of just go with a little bit more gut feeling and you know they they, they know what they're on about those people so actually if collectively they just come. you know what this is this is good let's rush it through uh-huh. It shows what can be done and it shows mm. that, you know, using their hive mind, they, they do have a collective sense of actually what's a good project by now.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, um, I mean, it was just such a wonderful thing for them to be able to do, actually, for us, to be able to say, do you know what? I agree with you. Let's just make it happen. And um, yeah, I think it's been amazing to see a charity just respond like that. So yeah, absolute kudos to them for for coming up with it. So, you know, coming up with the, the funding so quickly to allow it to happen.
2: Oh, I could ask actually. Okay, so at the say 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 for example, five years from now, um, where do you see? What's your ultimate vision for the program?
1: For kidney beam itself. Yeah. So any our,
2: aspect of it, really. Just you know, what where do you hope to be in five years' time?
1: Yeah, I would love to see this commissioned. And I would love to see it working hand in hand with the program where we are helping people to embrace technology, because I think we are moving into a world where, so, you know, we've we've got patient knows best coming along at some point and, you know, people want to be more engaged in their healthcare, and, you know, see their records and and do all of those things. So I think, you know, I would like to see this commissioned and I would like to see the help that's needed to get people onto the platform. Um, And just for it to be able to grow and like we were just talking about the different packages, you know, having prehab, having, you know, post kidney transplant, um, you know, my PhD student, Ellen Castle is, developing an online intervention at the moment which is looking at um, post kidney transplant weight gain uh, because we know you know patients gain quite a lot of weight often in the first year of kidney Mm. transplantation Um, so you know I'd love to see that program on there so I think it it could be a platform that you know in terms of well-being nutrition uh, mental health um, you know I would love to see this as the go-to place you know if you're looking for any of those types of interventions you know, the kidney bean would be the place you would go to get that.
2: And it would just be awesome to um, engage people right at the start of their journey, wouldn't it? So if you could get those kids who we knew were going to be ultimately in the renal replacement therapy population, Um, or the significant ckds who you know that it would just be amazing to be able to engage them right at the beginning of their journey you know almost like you do with a psychologist dietitian we have a whole package of people that obviously help look after our our renal patients but to include this program within that would just be amazing wouldn't it 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 would would just be be, it would be such a nice thing to be able to offer yeah it really would really enhance things yeah yeah
0: yeah. It feels positive. I think it'll make you feel oh, great. special and like a VIP. It's like, rather than, I mean, obviously the psychologists, dietitians don't necessarily phrase it like this, but rather than being told sort of like, you know, you shouldn't really eat this anymore you need to care for that. Actually, it's like, hey, you get access to this now. Yeah. And you're going to love it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. just sounds really multifaceted. It sounds like you've got all sorts of different ways of engaging people, um, you know, which is really great because like we said it it doesn't one thing doesn't always work for for everyone and you you, to have a a a bespoke program is 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 amazing sounds really
1: yeah uh, really positive the main thing uh for us was that you know the beam team themselves um you know they had they're so passionate and Mm -hmm. you know they host you know our Kidney beam program And it's been, you know, their passion from what they've done already with cystic fibrosis and being able to Mm. help us deliver kidney bean in such a short space of time. Absolutely amazing. And, you know, I think in terms of us building the program going forwards, we've got the right team of people. Um, And I, you know, one thing, because it sounds, you know, we've been talking about it and I've been answering all these questions, but there's been so many people involved so you know we've had lots of um, exercise professionals. You know you mentioned Tom, but you know we've had Rosie and Noemi from Leicester teaching on the platform. Uh, we've had lots of people from the UK KRC Clinical Study Group um, doing educational videos. So there's lots yeah. of five minute, you know, um, getting older and staying moving, how to set your goals, and so lots of people have used their own time actually to to you know contribute to the program so it's been a real community approach um which has been fantastic
0: yeah so a question we like to finish with then um is normally asking people what they like to get up to in their spare time i don't suppose you have much apart from generating whole new platforms for kidney patients in your spare time but if you get any spare time around that spare time what, what would you like to get up to
1: you won't be surprised to find out that I'm a bit of an exercise fanatic, actually. <laughs> so, um, yeah, my free time I spend, I have a, um, you may have heard of a competition called Tribal Clash, which is Ooh, on the beach. I haven't. People. So um, I'm part of a team that has been out to, to that. And so we do a lot of training. I lift Atlas stones and all sorts of different <laughs> It's quite surprising. People quite often look at me and go, you can't lift an Atlas stone, but I can. I can lift a 50. Um, right up onto my shoulder
0: Fair oh play. Um, cool is there anything else you'd like to add that we haven't covered you sort of wanted to say
1: no no it's just been an absolute pleasure talking to you both really enjoyed it
0: um, oh thanks
2: it's just cool to get to, to hear your story um, having you know from twitter to this I love it yeah, it's a world of technology feels like it's just a real eye opener in terms of you know finding out what's going on and what's current I love it
0: free that app just like lots of things in the NHS that app is free for the patient and of course it's not free in a real sense at the moment Kidney Research UK have paid for the pilot up to the end of November like Charlene says Um, but for the patient this app is free and that removes a really big barrier cost so I just think it's fantastic. I think you heard Caroline and I gushing about it during during that episode. But I think I think it's absolutely incredible and could be a real game changer. What I'm going to be doing over the next, I don't know, see how long, uh, next couple of weeks or so, I guess, will be I I will be taking part in some of these passes uh, and hope to let you know how I get on. So in terms of this app doing a lot to help renal patients, next week we're going to be talking about something else you can do to help re- renal patients, and that is Give a Kidney. It's altruistic kidney donation. So it's members of the public who decide to donate a kidney, and they do not know the recipient of that kidney. It's, it's amazing. I spoke to some amazing people, uh, and I look forward to bringing you their experiences next week in the meantime take care i'm recording this in my boiling hot garage so i'm just imagining you guys listening to this in a really cold air-conditioned car like that sort of air conditioning where you're like it's borderline too cold but just stick with it because that cold is definitely better than this heat i will see you on the next one take care